Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Rijk van It seems if we will see another day, a positive day on the JSE, despite some really low volumes. Um, and it may be due to tomorrow's public holiday um, and traders uh, taking a bit of a breather. Shortly after the market opened, volumes barely hit 1 billion, which is significantly lower than uh, the normal uh, performance. On the corporate front, today we saw results out from several companies. Glencore uh, reported interims, uh, Impact as well as MTN. And I'll speak to Rob Shooter of MTN in a minute about the MTN numbers. Then uh, Marian Roberts also announced that it has withdrawn its proposal to acquire Avenge. And uh, I'll speak to Wayne McCurry of FNB Wealth and Investments uh, about uh, this uh, story as well as the market. But first, let's look at the indicators. On the JSC, the JSC All Share is trading up 0.4% at uh, 57,951 points. Resources up 0.16%. Industrials have gained 0.5%. Financials up 0.6%. The gold index also trading higher at uh, by 0.7%. On international markets, the, the FTSE 100 is trading uh, 0.4% higher. The DAX is down 0.14%. The CIC 40 also down 0.07%. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei closed down 0.08%. Shanghai lost 1.27%, while the Hang Seng gained 0.39%. Let's look at uh, shares that have uh, performed well. Um, SAPI has gained 2.4%, Resilient up 2.2%, Massmart also uh, 2.04% higher. Tiger Branch and Fortress uh, gained 1.9%. On the downside, MTN lost 5.9%, down to 107 rand 33 cents. Implus down another down another 2.14%. Massmore down 1%, 1%. Glencore also down 1.8%. Uh, let's look at the currencies. The rand is trading at the 13 rand 37 against the dollar, 12 rand 25 against the pound, and 15 rand 51 against the euro. The dollar is trading at 110 Japanese yen. The euro is trading at $1.15. The pound at $1.29. Bitcoin is trading at 6,505 US dollars or 90,901 rand. Gold is trading at $1,211, platinum at $827, Brent crude at $74.67 US cents. On the capital market, the R186 stands at 8.67%. But uh, let's uh, talk about MTN, um, one of the, obviously, uh, one of the leading mobile operators in South Africa. The group reported group revenue, which rose by 9.7%. Headline earnings per share down 7%, um, whilst the group's subscriber base increased by nearly 3% to 223 million. On the line is uh, money, um, MTN CEO Rob Shooter. Rob, welcome to the show. Uh, the market seems to be a bit surprised with the results. Um, are you happy with the guidance you've given? Yeah, I think we've had uh, obviously a, a negative reaction on the day. Um, fair enough. Uh, you know, we, we do tend to have some volatility normally when we report. Uh, it's a complicated company, and I do think it will take some time for the market to digest the results. Um, you know, for sure, we see that we are on track to deliver our medium-term guidance. We think there's been a strong operational performance in the key markets. 
the constant currency service revenue growth at 10.2 is in a way above last year and above the guidance of, of high single digit. And we've also opened up the margins and cut the capex. Um, I guess what complicates the results is the foreign exchange uh, volatility. You know, particularly the collapse in the real has made a big impact on uh, on translating back the Iranian business. Uh, the weakness in the rand also has affected the results. So I guess the market is is kind of digesting this mix of decent operational performance, but a lot of uh, of FX volatility. You've been uh, relatively, you know, you've been you are relatively new um, at MTN, and there is a bit of a, a management reshuffling and a, and a restructuring on the go. When do you think we will see the impact of those uh, those steps? Yeah, so I joined uh, March 17, uh, so I guess I'm here around a year and a half. Feels like I've been here about 10 years, considering everything we're busy with. Um, you know, what we focus a lot on is that the management teams in the markets. Uh, you know, the South African team got, got, got restructured, reorganized, uh, strengthened significantly already a year ago. Nigeria's been very stable. Ghana is stable, although we have a new CEO who's joined us, I think who's settling in well. And the Group Exco team, my immediate reports um, have been also pretty stable, you know, barring, of course, uh, Stefan Koller going off to join EOH uh, next month. So I, I think we do have the stability, and I think you are seeing, you, you know, a good commercial execution coming through in, in the operational results. Yeah. One of the big uh, concerns is the situation in Iran. Obviously, the U.S., has uh, implemented some sanctions there. Um, apart from struggling to get cash out of Iran, how would this impact MTN? Yeah, you, you know, we, we've had a lot of cash trapped in Iran the last couple of years. And, and over the last uh, two years, uh, I guess if you add it all up, uh, we've repatriated uh, close to a billion euros. Um, and there's about you know 200 odd million that that we've not managed to 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 get out so far. So most of the repatriation has actually already taken place, um, and we do concede that it is going to be difficult now in the sanctions era to 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 repatriate future dividends. So we've not taken those into account in any of our you know guidance or plans. I think what will happen in in Antinuransel is they really just need to you know consolidate. And, and, and serve their customers in Iran. And we don't for sure anticipate putting any money in. It will probably not be likely that money will come out. And, and we need to, you know, weather this difficult time. And hopefully in the, in the next few years, um, you, know, you know, the sanctions will be lifted and we can go back to how we've been the last few years. Mm. So you don't expect a major negative impact? No, I think the, 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 the impact we've already faced is this assumption that we will not be accessing future dividends. And, and, and when we put that into our models, it was clear to us that we could still maintain our medium-term guidance and our dividend policy. So, you know, we feel much more comfortable about that. You also recently sold um, your network in Cyprus. Um, it, it, indeed, it was a, a smaller one. But are you looking at your portfolio um, with a hat on to maybe consolidate or sell off uh, some of the smaller operations? Well, we, we have an ongoing portfolio review. Um, and I think we said, you know, this is more, more, more a process than, than an event. So we're continually making sure that our markets have got, 
you know, good growth prospects, that we're getting the returns we need, that the macroeconomic environment is conducive to, to success. Um, I mean, Cyprus was really a slightly odd one out in our portfolio because it was the only one of the opcos that's not in Africa and Middle East. Um, it's an island operation far away. It has different demographics. It's a big postpaid market, very advanced, more convergence. So, so I think this was an obvious one, you, you know, to make the first move to, to try and remain true to our strengths, which are running, you know, emerging market operations across Africa and the Middle East. Um, and it's possible that as we continue with the portfolio review, there are some changes in the future, but there's nothing uh, definite to, to discuss right now. Looking at the local market, it is a big one um, for you. And, and on face value, the, mar- the, the network actually performed really well. Services uh, revenue up. Uh, what, uh, what are your perception of the, uh, of the local market? So I think, you know, MTN South Africa, um, you know, we've done a huge amount of work in that business the last 18 months. Um, and as you said, the, the network is strong. Um, you know, the performance at a revenue level, 2.9%, that, that is below our, our target for the business. We want to be more in the range four to six. And the big thing that's dragging us right now, down right now is the enterprise segment. And I think we've got, you know, a good turnaround plan for that. So the progress we've made in consumer postpaid in the last 12 months, we, we, we are you know, putting plans together to make the same progress in the enterprise uh, segment you know, going forward. And, and we remain you know, quietly confident that we can get uh, a, a peer benchmark performance out of, EMT, out of MT in South Africa you know, quite, quite soon. Just lastly, um, we are seeing a lot of policy uncertainty in South Africa, uh, not only land reform, but also in mining and in, in the telecom sectors. Uh, what, what is your perception specifically about the uncertainties in the telecom sector and how it will affect you? Mm. No, we feel quite positive about the progress that's being made there. Um, you know, the Minister of Communications has now announced that, uh, that she will proceed at pace with the digital migration. This is very much required to free up the low band spectrum. Uh, as an industry, we'd uh, proposed uh, to the authorities that we adopt the so-called hybrid model, that once the spectrum is free, we allocate it both to the operators and to this national wholesale network. Um, and we do believe that there is uh, you know, more and more support building for that uh, model. Um, and so, you know, if everybody puts their, their shoulders to the wheel, I think we can make, uh, you know, good progress on that in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Thank you, Rob. That was Rob Shooter, CEO of MTN. On the line, uh, Wayne McCurry of F&B Wealth and Investments. Wayne, welcome to the show. What did you make of the MTN results? Oh, great. Look, first of all, this is an incredibly difficult industry. Just simplistically, the home market is well saturated and data is going up, but so the price of data is also going down. So your net increment's not that great. Voice is declining for everyone, whether you fix line or mobile, voice calls, calls are going down. You have got to continue spending massive amounts of CapEx just to stay competitive and up to date with the current technology, this is a seriously difficult industry. So what MTN's done is to try and find more growth. They've gone to Nigeria and Iran, and we know how complicated that's all been. So when you look at their results, they did quite well in Nigeria, but the currency collapsed, so therefore your reporting in RAND doesn't look that good at all. The South African in markets intensely competitive, 
and you can't get your money out of Iran, and Iran's got sanctions. So, you know, Rob has got a mammoth task ahead of him to try and turn the company around, to be honest. I mean, it is just, this is actually a very difficult industry, and unless you are number one, you will have negative cash flows. Yeah, but the share price is being hammered down 5.6% yes. now, uh, and, and, and actually surprising that a company of empty in size would uh, not provide adequate guidance. Yeah, look, I mean, it is so difficult. But look, I suppose you can work it out. You can just look at the Nigerian exchange rate, because the swing factor in NTN is Nigeria. And Iran's sold is actually, quite honestly, relatively small in the bigger scheme of things. Nigeria is the one that truly counts. Now, the actual Nigerian operations have turned around quite nicely, but of course it's all been taken away by the currency. Yeah. Glencore, um, the last of the major mining groups, also reported yes. half-year earnings. Net income up 13%, EBITDA up 3 billion US dollars. Um, yes. And uh, uh, it shows you the strength of their diversified portfolio. What did you make of yeah. those numbers? But look, Look, there, all the mining companies are producing very similar numbers. Good profits, although the increasing profit is not as massive as in the last two years because commodity prices have more or less leveled off, more or less, but massive free cash flow. I mean, significant free cash flow because they're not spending any capex because they got such a fright in 2015 where they all almost went to the wall. So when you read... So no, with the market's expecting this result, I don't think it's, it's, it's surprised the market on the upside or downside. But when you read the results, what's interesting in Glencore is they said, we are concentrating on delivering value to our shareholders, paying down our debt, and the very prudent and measured commitment of capital expenditure. In other words, they haven't yet committed to any major CapEx programs. They certainly will into the future because... Debt is so low now, and the shareholders are getting their money back after sweating for many, many years. They will start spending capex. So that's the big key to these commodity shares now, is that they've spent no capex for, call it four years. There's been virtually no capex. Uh, global capex by the mark by the big mining companies is probably down 90% from 2010. So they've got to start spending because every day that asset they own. You know, he's got a day less life because mm. it's a finite asset. But at the moment, it's just cash flow to shareholders, and it's all they're talking about. Although you do hear, you know, Anglo said they're now doing another copper project. So you've got to watch out for the cycle, because last time they started spending capex, they spent right at the top of the cycle, and it almost bankrupted them. But at the moment, resource shares are in a totally sweet spot. Yeah, and we've seen it on share prices as well. Uh, just a correction on the numbers, the uh, net income rose 13% and there was a 23% rise in the adjusted earnings before interest tax depreciation and yeah. amortization and that was uh, up to $8.3 billion, um, Some, uh, But of some course, Glencore's got this investigation by the US, whatever, about... There are uh, several legal investigations on the go, yes. Yeah, there is. And that's worrying. That's worrying. When, when, when organizations like uh, the US the U.S. federal government starts investigating you for the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, there could be major negative implications. So I would stand back on this one 
until we've got more resolution on that item. There was another company not too long ago who dismissed some of these investigations out of hand. and. Yes. And look what happened. That was. Yeah, absolutely. Marion Roberts abandoning their bit yes. for Avenge. It's part of this whole Aton hostile yes. takeover bit. What did you make of uh, this announcement? Look, I mean, this fight has been going on now, but to be honest, and I've spoken about this before, Marion Roberts and Avenge were fighting a losing battle now. You can't fight against your biggest shareholder as a company, as a company executive, and expect to win it. So finally, even though they won the special AGM resolution because Aton wasn't allowed to vote. They were, I think they were always going to lose this battle. So today they announced they're not going to pursue this acquisition of Avenge, which of course was always a poison pill to try and stop the Aton acquisition of Murray and Robert. But mm. it's off now. And I mean, the Avenge share price is down 98% in a year. Eh? So today's reaction on the Avenge share price is Virtually nothing. Oh, it already was priced into the market, I think. Yeah. Not a happy, uh, you know, situation That's there. A terrible industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Wayne. That was Wayne McCurry of F&B Wealth and Investments. And that's it all we have time for. From myself, Raik Vinikarka, and the MoneyWeb team, thanks for tuning in.